to see you back again. I know you've been working hard. Sit back, relax, take off your shoes, put your feet up, light a candle, open the fridge, grab yourself a snack. Time to get your fix of all the latest business, tech and culture news. I need my fix, Rob. Press play. And we're back. First episode, new segment, Tech Tuesday No More, Hunt Day Headlines, No More, new segment. And I'll tell you what, wasn't the intro just, I was a bit, it had me going. Especially the last bit, press play, Rob, press play. You liked it, didn't you? You liked it a little bit too much. You've been a bit too naughty lately. You've been a bad boy, Rob. So I'm glad you've came here. I'm glad you're getting your fix today. And I'm excited. Obviously, a new show combining the the Tuesdays and the Wednesdays and keeping it fresh. Um, I'm pumped. Plenty of new segments going on, especially in this show and and throughout the week. But uh, it's good to do something new. It feels good. You know, when you have like, I don't know if you, like, you would add pre-game nerves before your first game of things and all that sort of shit. Same sort of feeling. So this episode, so what Business Porn's all about, it's going to be extended version of Tech Tuesday and Hump Day headlines. Think all the best, juiciest headlines in the week that was that's happened, the stuff that's important that you need to know for your one-stop shop to keep up to date with all the business, culture, and tech news. So we're going to kick it off with something that's uh, really I thought it was pretty funny because you don't really see online bullying from the biggest richest person in the world and then people be him be praised for it is the mm-hmm. Elon Musk and the Bill Gates feud it's like a rap beef it's plenty going on isn't there I don't know I'm looking at it and uh yeah it is kind of giving me two-pack biggie vibes but uh we all know how that ended a bit differently but before we get stuck into the headlines mate how was your weekend my weekend was pretty relaxed, you know, Anzac day. I was pretty, um, I did some research on some family stuff and le- learned a little more about mum's side of the family and uh, both her grandparents, uh, both her grandfathers from uh, on, on both her sides served in, in world war one. So um, doing some research about Thomas Keddie, uh, my great grandfather who was shot in the leg by a sniper at Gallipoli and, uh, my, my other great-grandfather who was actually awarded the Order of the British Empire. So it was uh, for gallantry in World War I, so bravery. So it's something that obviously runs in the family. I was going to say, does it make you proud? Because, you know, when you hear shit like that, and you know, I always think, fuck, they're, they're doing stuff that I want to do. I, I want to be known for that. That's, that's kind of what we live for, isn't it? Like, to be honest, like for, for the stories to pass down in the families of going, fuck, that was what... Thing I was like back in the day, you know, like that was the way they were, you know. Pretty scary thinking about just how young people were going off, shipped off to the other side of the world with like, no, no, you couldn't just Facebook message someone and say, oh, yeah, going all right, just sitting in the trenches. You know, you just, you go and you're yeah. writing letters. You're writing letters and get hope they get delivered. Oh, there was a cricketer who came out. I think it was David Miller. He said it was about someone. He said, pressure isn't... Uh, isn't facing, you know, needing 10 runs to win off the last over of the final. Pressure's been in the trenches with bullets flying past your head. You know, there's a difference. There's a massive difference. So I'm just thankful and grateful that, you know, we, we grew up in a time where we didn't have to go through any, any of that and, and put in them positions where you had no choice back in the day. That's pretty fucking scary stuff, isn't it? It's something we're not super covering on today's pod, but it's obviously in the headlines is going to make global It'll, it'll definitely fuck things up across the business. The, the, the globe, the business globe is uh war. You know, there's things going on at Ukraine at the moment. And uh, I think this Anzac day, I, I was a different sentiment across the stuff and seeing how I was reported and how people spoke of it and stuff. And even Peter Dutton coming out and, and saying that 
um, Australian people should prepare for war, you know, be prepared for that to be a possibility of stuff happening. There's been the new um, security arrangement signed between China and, and Solomon Islands. So the, the chance of uh, a military base being set up very, very close to home. And another example of, of a SCOMO or a SCOMO and the current government butchering something and, and going, leaving us in a very, it's a definitely the most vulnerable position. It's not a, it's a loss. They took an L, massive L. If China set up a big base in Solomon Islands, it's an L, huge L. Well, I just think it's stupid because no one has faith in our leaders at the moment. So no one's behind anything that they're trying to spin up and they've made stupid decisions which have led to shit like this where it's like, no, I'm not, I want to defend for the country, you know what I mean? And, and the people who live here, but the people who are leading and making decisions are fucking stupid, aren't they? They're uh, stupid. It's, it's pretty bonkers because I... I I know I've been, I've been reading lots about this and I know it's not on the covering of what we're talking about, but war's pretty scary, bro. We were in that, imagine something big happened and we got, we had to get put the hand up in the ballot. They drew our names out the box and we're out. Me and Mate, you, I got hammer, war paint. I got, ha- I got hammer toes, bro. I can't walk long distances. I can't do it. I honestly, I when I think about that shit all the time. I couldn't do it. It's not for me. War isn't for me. I wouldn't go. I'd be a nurse or something back home or, I'll be an entertainer at the hospitals or some shit, bro. I'm not. I'm not built for that. I'm happy. You, I'm Tom happy Hanks playing Forrest, yeah. Forrest Gump. You're playing table tennis yeah. after getting shot in the bum. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just, I, I admire all the people who, who do do that sort of stuff. I don't believe in any of the shit that, you know, the position that you get put in for that. So I don't fucking, I hate that shit. Anyway, let's, let's move on. First headline. That's depressing. Era. That's so, that's such a depressing start to the show, Rob. Uh, but you know? that's the reality. Sometimes the reality isn't as happy and rainbows as people want. That's what business porn is. It gives you the fucking reality. So wake up and life's hard. No, it doesn't. You know, it must all your problems. It must it all your problems. Yeah. Get your fix. Get your fix. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. Some shit. Ignor- ignor- sometimes you're between you don't the like. eyes. Yeah. Sometimes you're between the you eyes. Like. You don't like it? Bad oh. luck. Fuck off. And come back and listen to it again next week because you know you need to. All right. But first up, let's go Bill Gates, Elon Musk. Leaked, tes- leaked, te- leaked text messages, oh, if I can get man. there, coming out of a spat between Elon and, and Musk, uh, Elon and Gates, who so the, the rumor is, is that Bill Gates is trying to um, betting on Tesla stock to go down. So he's trying to, Bill Gates is trying to position himself on a climate activist and all this sort of stuff. And Elon called him out and said, bro, if you're such a climate activist, why are you, why are you betting on the price of Tesla stocks to go down? Because he's got a short position. He's holding on to these stocks waiting to sell. And then he's shared a meme of Bill Gates and gone on to stuff about Bill Gates being a bit fat. And then it's like the, the pregnant man emoji holding his belly, but he's using Twitter to do all this stuff to his 82 million followers and shit. Like, are we living in a simulation? I just, whenever we talk about Elon, I always feel like I'm in a simulation. I don't really care to be honest. Oh, I just feel like they just live in their own lives and they got lots of money and they're in the news and they're influential and we are just plebs. It's just another reminder that we are a speck of sand. We are nothing, isn't it? If we're going to go down that dark, depressive road, let's just stay on there because it, it just, I don't really care. It's like, it's like it could be someone from Mass fighting with someone from My Kitchen Rules. For your mind. <laughs> it's the same thing, you reckon? Oh, no, oh, they're all fucking idiots, aren't they? You got Poe. Poe's going, this is not, that's not how you make fried rice, you know? This is how you make uh, the crock and bush. Yeah, and Ryan from Love Island's like, no, it's not, you know? Uh, I'll, show just... you, I'll show you how to make fried rice. <laughs> oh, uh, whatever, man. I just, uh, what do you think about it? I know you're super interested in it. And I, 
I, I just think, think it's, it's weird just, that don't you think yeah, it's whatever. weird that the, the richest people in the world are having public spats? Yeah, I just think well, that's what I mean. It's like entertainment for all us peasants while the war goes on, while coronavirus hits and everyone's fucked. But at least we know what they're up to, and they're going to the moon and stuff. That's cool. You know what I mean? They're like living gods now. That's how they think of themselves. I think you know. Is this like John Cena going? You can't see me. Is that what he's saying? A little bit like that. I think it's a flex of like uh, this, you know, no one lives in this world besides the top whatever. I just think it's distancing themselves further from what reality of a lot of people is, for a lot of people is, you know. Next next headline. Last week, the first debate between ScoMo and Anthony Albanese kicked off uh, to figure out who is going to be the next Prime Minister of Australia. Is ScoMo going to win another term or is Anthony Albanese the, like, feel like if they had to put someone slightly interesting motivating inspiring he would have wiped scomo but it's like they've got the two bland pieces of cardboard up there trying to get people to get motivated and rally the troops around them and ship it's like bro a little bit of charisma just a little bit would be nice we spoke to andy walsh about it on yesterday's episode on monday's episode guest of the show good episode make sure you listen but it's like why are all politicians the same they're so vanilla so same same they're all stale pale white males who spin agendas and i just think give us something real give us someone who tells us how it is who struggles every day but you know it gives us a bit of light at the end of the tunnel you know what i found really interesting about this though which is the headline we're covering today is why was the first debate shown on sky news instead of the the government state-backed abc media outlet and this is interesting because, and the and the reason is is, is around Scomo only wanting to to appear on Sky News because it would be uh, he thought he'd get a better shot and better questions coming at him based on Murdoch backed media. But I find it really why is it the fact that Sky News didn't? Yes, it's usually pay for it's their it's available on Foxtel, their Fox News channel. It's their version of Fox News, the same as America, but. They made it free. You could stream it online, but or you could sign up and subscribe to their platform, and then get access to watch it for free as part of that stuff. So, but why are we having to subscribe and give our data to Murdoch or sign up to his platform in order to watch the debate of something that should really be free to air to everyone? And really, and yes, it was free to air, but it wasn't easily accessible. It wasn't like I could just flick my TV on and go, "There's channel, there's ABC." It was behind a data paywall kind of thing of like you have to, data give to get something. Yeah. And that is a bit cheeky, isn't it? That is very Either subscribe cheeky. or you watch it on, you stream it on your computer, on your laptop, but streaming it on computer on your laptop or your desktop doesn't make it accessible for every, like the normal family sitting in their lounge room wanting to watch it on TV that don't have Foxtel. Well, it's, it's funny because they're going to get all the people who are into that and care about that and get all their data. So I feel like it's like an intellectual hook, a little thing that they've got them now because it's like, well, you have to. If you care about the state of the country, we're the only two options, really. And you're going to have to do it like this. And this is the way it is. You know, like you set them rules. It's pretty Stromo still lost too. He still lost the first debate and the polls. They reckon that he, he he's got, got a done. He's, he's, I just think yeah. it's, yeah, but I know, but like Albanese. You know, it ain't easy being Albanese. <laughs> Don't they just kick him out? Like once, if they go shit for a bit, they'll just find someone else to represent. They'll just stab him in the Hardy, back won't they? keep moving. They're, the They're back all backstabbers. But but what Andy Walsh did mention on, on the pod was that 
uh, yesterday was that politicians don't make too much money. I think, like, especially through their development and stuff like that, com- oh, compared to Andy. Well, that's what he was saying. I that's know. Let's, oh, let's, I can. No, no. I'm but not, if they're if they're leaders of the thing, you'd think they would be getting paid a fucking mint. Yes, they get they they use all the taxpayers' dollars to go do shit and stuff like bro, that. But bro, just don't don't speak on something you don't. You want to know? I'll Google it right now. Yeah. Right now. yeah How yeah. much does Scott Morrison make? Uh, yeah, before he yeah. pays for anything, he makes 550 grand and doesn't pay for a thing. He gets a house, he gets retirement benefits, he gets a wage for the rest of his life after he finishes being prime minister. No oh, stress, look, he gets to, he gets to no. do all the deals to his mates, he but gets bro, to handle his extra bro, stuff, bro. But you're running the country that and like actors get paid more than that. That's for entertainment, bro. That's crazy, don't you think? Yeah, I know, don't you, you think? Know. But like like Tom Cruise can get forty million for making one fucking movie, you know what I mean? And and like someone who leads a country makes that much, and it's pretty much like the same everywhere. Like in most countries, isn't it? Like they don't like I don't know. I'm just making shit up. But don't don't act make me act like an idiot. Sound Putin's like a billionaire, bro. All these people that run countries and that they all pretend they. I cry, know. Cry I know they all got shit. You know. I know they all got deals. I know they've all got accounts in the Cayman Islands and shit because they have to. They earn a fucking hundred grand a year to run the country. Oh, Give them more money. All right. Give them more money. Poor Albanese. Yeah. Poor ScoMo. Oh, Give them more money. This is business, business porn. This is what you want to do for business hey, porn. You want to let's send it. Feel, let's get a couple of bad. grants. I'm going to get send this out and clip this. <laughs> I'm going to send it get a couple of grants. We love Christian Porter. Tech minister, isn't it? <laughs> Christian <Love> Porter. <laughs> all right, all right. Next one. $50 billion wiped off Netflix value as subscribers quit. Shares in Netflix have slumped by 35% after it revealed a sharp drop in subscribers and warned millions more are set to quit the streaming service. Uh, it wiped more than $50 billion off the firm's market values. Experts warned it faced a struggle to get back on track. Netflix faces intense competition from streaming rivals, but it was also hit after it uh, raised prices and left Russia. There you go. What are your thoughts well, on this? I'm over the subscription services. I know everyone went down. That was like the thing you had to do for like the last five years, but now they can all get fucked. Don't you think? Well, everyone's I trying to sting Netflix- me for five to 10 bucks a month. Everyone can fuck off. They're not providing me yeah. that much, that much value. Are they? Well, it's catering to exactly sort of who you are. I think Netflix are the OGs and everyone stole their ideas. Used to that. You know, we know the feeling. You know, so I'm only on a rant right now. And it's for those who are going to be intently listening to our new segments and you want to know you want to know an inside scoop of some stuff that's going on in the business news. I'll give you a headline for business porn. There's a few people out there liking our ideas. You know how I know they like them, Al Bradford? How? Because there's there's a lot of things eerily similar going on in their own worlds. Implementing ideas. They like, oh, I like that. It's like seeing something on MasterChef go, oh, maybe I'll cook that at home. You know, I, I think it's just a bit of data integration, isn't it? Free data integration. Oh, I don't know. Like, it's pretty good. Imagine getting like just watching what, what we do and then go, fuck, I'll just rip that off and, and implement it over in my in my side of the woods. <laughs> They're crazy. Hey, you're not missing today, are you? You're, you're, you're in a mood. And, hey, and if you're uh, listening, you're thinking, I wonder who that is. Or you're listening, going, maybe that's me. It's fucking you, you know. <laughs> Hey, what do you think about subscription services, though? <laughs> um, uh, I like good ones. Like, I feel like 
at the, I feel like Disney Plus is gaining some momentum now because, to be honest, I thought it was just going to be like Disney shows and shit like that. I tried the free subscription thing, watched Dope Sick for a bit and don't have it anymore, but I got I got to see all the catalogue and stuff like that and see Geo what else. And you get the history, history show yeah. and shit. Not bad, not bad. Was, I need to re-get it, but yeah. Was Walt Disney a pedo or not? <laughs> yeah, that's good. that's for a conspiracy theory. I don't know. We covered that, I think, about a year ago, didn't we? I think there was a was there a deep dive onto Walter Disney. We can't talk shit about Mickey Mouse and Walt Disney because that is like Mum's hero. She's got an obsession with Walt Disney. So I just feel like ignorance is bliss, and I feel like he's touched so many people in positive ways. (laughs) Millions, millions. So I don't know if you sweep all the other shit under the rug. We're going to give him the Michael Jackson (laughs) treatment. Hey, his music's touched so many hearts, so we're going to excuse all the little boys he touched. Is that how it works? You put it on the scale and just go, which one outweighs the most? If you inspire 100 million people to go live their life and touch up eight, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Not good. It's not good. You give me Epstein vibes. I'm joking. I'm joking. We know you can get funny. It's like, hey, can you take inspiration from um, what was the serial killer, the cult, oh, not the cult leader? Oh, Charles you, Manson. Charles Manson. You're like, yeah, maybe there's some good things we we could learn from Charles Manson. Well, I'm not saying that good things, but there's some lessons to be learned about mind manipulation, how he gets people on board with his. He obviously got so many people to do some crazy shit. Like the bloke had some charisma. You know, I'm, I'm just saying you can squeeze some stuff out of bad people and use it for some good. You know, so if Anthony Albanese had a bit of Charles Manson, we'd be winning this election, no doubt. Maybe a little bit. I'm telling you, people don't want want to dive into the the dark arts, but I feel like that's where the magic is. Hey, you, know? you got to cut right now to some sort of like. Ding, 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 ding. Think of like the scoreboard, but for business. Well, there you go. You like that? There you go. Anyway, like we're going straight up to the market watch. We're going to go the all. Cutting across to the all, all lords now, that's down uh, 0.69% over the last five days, pretty flat for the last week. Moving over to the NASDAQ, NASDAQ actually down 6.5% over the last five days, trending downwards. Moving over to the uh, Aussie dollar, down for 75 cents, down to 71 cents over the last five days. Bit of a dip. Be struggling if you did some business over in America. Yes, yes, yes. That's all I got. Wish I didn't do that. Oh. <laughs> And then I was thinking, this oh. week's this week's a big deal, you know. Big deal comes from a smart company a website, Brand Collective Paz Group merger to create Australia's third largest retailer, six hundred million in revenue. Apparel and footwear retail companies Brand Collective and Paz Group are to merge, creating Australia's third largest fashion retail group. Um, deal effective April twenty six will aggregate aggregate twenty six brands and fifteen character licenses operate in 300 retail locations across Australia, New Zealand, and employ 3,000 staff. Uh, brands include Clark's, Hush Puppies, Shoes and Socks, Super Dry, Replay, Review, Black Pepper, Yarra Trail, Everlast, Lonsdale, Julius Marlowe, Grosby, Mossimo, Marco Polo, and Volley. Well done. Good stuff. And that's before this week's we big go, deal. That's a big deal. Whatever. But before we let you go, we've got one more article that you forgot to talk about. Uh, yeah, I'll, the most I'll interesting wanted, one. Yeah, but I wanted to leave that to you to talk about. Oh, well, we because, haven't really all right, cleared out you, how we're going to... Because you wanted to do the culture headlines because you think you're Mr. Culture. You know, you paint your nails now, you're a hero, you know, hero with the painted nails, you like it? I'm just a bit over your boring sort of nerdy tech headlines. Right, I feel like I want to give the people what they want. Come on, stop do interrupting much, me and get with it. 
Again, do mushrooms really use language to talk to each other? Nearly all of Earth's organisms communicate with each other in one way or another, from the nods and dances and squeaks and bellows of animals through to the invisible chemical signals emitted by plant leaves and roots. But what about fungi? Are mushrooms an inanimate as they seem or is something more exciting going on beneath the surface? New research by computer scientist Andrew Adamatsky of the Unconventional Computing Laboratory of the University of West England suggests that the ancient kingdom has an electrical language all of its own, far more complicated than anyone previously thought. According to the study, fungi might even use words to form sentences to communicate with neighbours. That's crazy, isn't it? And the fact that we can just like put it in our tea and drink it and feel like we can talk like that too. That makes it even more amazing. <laughs> How crazy is that though? How crazy is that? That makes me just feel like, like, yeah, we're a speck of sand, but that's a, that's a fucking mushroom. You know what I mean? Like I'm saying you're mushroom hey, and we can all talk lot. and we can all communicate. There's a lot of talk about mushrooms doing things, psilocybin doing things. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they're, they're using it. Uh, I don't look, I don't have anything in front of me, so I don't really want to rattle off any stats and stuff, but, hey, but you're the there stat are king. good things. You did, you did just rattle off that politicians should be paid more, but don't stress, don't rattle off stats unless you know. I'm just trying to make the podcast interesting, you know, and even if I don't agree with that opinion, at least I'll just bring it up and make you just angry because it's worth it, you know. Do you like eating mushrooms? Not particularly. Like I like little bits of mushrooms and stuff on things, but like on a Supreme pizza, yeah, I don't mind it, but like I wouldn't cut up a mushroom and eat it or just sprinkle it in a bit of tea. What about in, <laughs> what about in a stir fry? You like mushrooms in a stir fry? Yeah, not bad, but just don't overdo it. I don't, I don't mind a few mushrooms, but not like... Not like all the others, like just a couple. What you're do you? Hard. I know you like mushrooms. I like mushrooms, but you're hard work, aren't you? Is be hard oh, work fussy. to cook for? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're hard work. I am. Yeah, a little bit hard. Work. That's why I eat macas probably five times a week because I know what I get. I like the deep fried stuff. I, that's why people are addicted to preservatives and shit because I think it's a way things look to a certain thing, and the way things, the texture of things, and just I got to go with what I know. You know, hey. deep fried chicken. <laughs> we've got three more episodes dropping this week well-being yeah. wednesday dropping tomorrow brand new segment lots of new stuff happening this week tomorrow's episodes of belter this is one we've been looking forward to this really is a brand new show um delivered differently um we've got another show dropping the day after i think it's deep dive so we're gonna get cracking on some topic stories and people and things uh suggested by you and uh delve deeply with some experts sometimes sometimes just us and on the Fridays, well, it's hot or not. That's the highest rating episode on the funny business roster. And I've got to say, it gets better and better every week. And I love having people come in every now and then to give their opinions too. It's, it, it freshens it up. Hey, and if you're listening to this early tomorrow morning and we haven't recorded, uh, oh no, it's tomorrow. What day is tomorrow? You're off your head. I don't tomorrow, know. Tomorrow, I know, because help me hiccup. Some questions coming yeah. through on the thing. There's still time. If you listen to this for this episode first thing tomorrow morning, we haven't recorded Help Me Hickey yet. So get in quick because there are some good questions. We're only going to answer the best questions. We're not going to answer them all because there's too many. Just the best ones. No, we're going to sort of touch on everything that comes through. So even if it is pretty personal and Hicksy doesn't want to bring it up, we can just we can just brush over some certain things, but we don't have to delve too deep. But you can't just be go uh, giving the community the back end like that. You know what I mean? If, if people send it in, we're going to read them out. No matter how bad it is and no matter how embarrassed you are. 
I hope you're enjoying the new segments this week. We're excited to bring it something a bit different where we get a bit boring and bland of the same way of doing things. We've been doing the pod now for over two years. So excited to change things up. Locke, uh, you're a bit of an artiste with all our new cover art and our things, you know, you're out there working hard. Well, you know, I used to be this person who used to work meticulously on things and try and make things perfect and shit like that. And what I've realized is we moved too quick. We've got so much stuff going on that we just got to really just get things out and going. Not that saying that we don't put love into it. Ultimate love gets put into it, but it needs to move on and things will get better. Like this episode, I'd give it probably, honestly, we're going to rate it right now, probably a three out of 10. We can do way better, but people know what to expect for next week. You know what I mean? We set ourselves up. The foundation's good, but it wasn't our best effort. I don't, I don't reckon. What do you think? I just wish we had been discussing maybe whether it was good or bad at the end after we've finished, <laughs> you know, rather than letting them the full insight, you know, the full Monty. No, but that's the way it is. That we're just, We just want to give it to you real. So that's my honest assessment of how it was. I was but... pretty embarrassed about my market watch. I didn't like the voice. Yeah. Look, I saw you cringing as you were reading it and you just kept going, but I admire that. You know what I mean? So it's all good. We'll get better. Next week's going to be great. I, I can't <laughs> wait to get stuck in and hopefully, you know, you got something out of it. Obviously I was joking and, uh, with with a lot of the stuff I was talking about, I'm just trying to be funny, so um, don't take that too seriously. Are you trying to cover mind. yourself before I click stop on the recording? Is that what's going on, Jeffrey Epstein? Hey. Did you know that the Funny Business Podcast is powered by the Wellbeing Network? The old shameless self-plug. I don't mind it. Well, about time, I feel like I've been holding back as I've often been criticised of being too modest and humble. I don't think anyone's ever said that to you, but it's time to move on. As well as producing podcasts like Funny Business, we have our own digital consultancy where we specialise in product and app development, lean, agile ways of working and talent augmentation. Talk about shameless self-promotion. Anyway, if you work in product and tech and want the right type of help so you can smash your goals and become a higher performing organisation, get in touch now. Hit up our contact page on our website at www.wellbeingnetwork.com.au or you can find us on LinkedIn and Instagram. This has been a Wellbeing Network podcast. (laughs) 